Okay, praise the Lord. We'll get rolling here. Oh. We're going to pick up some more where we left off with, uh, oh, with Solomon. And um, there it goes. King Solomon's interesting. So we saw at the start King Saul, and he's the one that, well, anyway, King Saul was the first king. You know, 500 years after Moses, okay, and after they left Egypt. And then uh, Saul didn't work out too good, and the Lord wanted him replaced with David. And then David's son is Solomon. And then right after Solomon comes one of his sons named Rehoboam, and then there's Asa and Abijah, no, it's Abijah, and then Asa, and then Jehoshaphat. It's about 20 of them in a row. <clears throat> and... Uh, Oh, <clears throat> then they lost their kingdom to uh, Nebuchadnezzar. It all went down. Then after that, uh, okay, uh, about 300 years later, all of a sudden Jesus shows up. Okay, but before we get rolling here, turning about Matthew, I mean about Solomon here, let's go to Matthew chapter 12, and let's catch Jesus say something here about Solomon. He actually says quite a few things about him. He says, remember, consider the lilies of the field in Matthew chapter 6. None of them was clothed as well as Solomon. So it's going to be hard to believe that Solomon never was here. Besides that, part of his temple is still in existence over there in Jerusalem. Okay, let's go on down here. Look at this. See how the Lord, see, how, see why we have the book of Jonah, you know? Because Jesus said, you know, here in chapter 12, verse 39 of Matthew only a faithless nation would ask for further proof. That's because, see, notice, look what they said in verse 30. Hey, show us a miracle. He said, yeah, I mean, if they just followed him, they'd see miracles all the time. It's the reason he goes, no. So it brings me to this. And I thank God today, since we got some political correctness thrown out of the way, we've become adults again. You've got to say no. You've got to say no sometimes to your children or whatever. You can't just say yes to everybody. Well, you just have to say yes to it. Well, he didn't. Why didn't he just do the miracle? Okay, I'll give you one. No, he said no. Mm -mm. All he said, the only, he said only evil and faithless generation would ask for further proof. Well, that probably hurt their feelings. They needed their feelings hurt. These, were, these guys hated Jesus. Notice he said, except what happened to Jonah the prophet. Well, that's a fairy tale. No, it wasn't. Big old fish got him, buddy. He lived in that thing for three days and three nights. Look at that. Great fish for three days. Okay. Now, he, uh, he comes up here. And let's see. Let's go down here to verse. Look at this. Uh-oh. What did Jesus say happened here? The queen of Sheba shall rise up against this nation in judgment to condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now, let's back up a second. Remember, it was those evil people. The Pharisees, they were church people. I mean, thank God our, we think church is fine. I understand. But I'm, these were people that supposed to know about serving the Lord. But they got so religious, they missed him. Okay? He's talking to them. The queen of Sheba shall rise against this nation in the judgment and condemn it. Now, wait a minute. Well, hold on a minute. When you're dead, you're dead. Jesus said she's going to speak up on judgment day. You know, when we pass away, we're still here somewhere. We are with Jesus. Maybe let's keep going. Notice Jesus just said that. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now, we're going to see that. Jesus just said she did it. Yeah. And anyway, notice what he says. And now a greater than Solomon is here. And you refuse to believe him. Now, that means what we see with Solomon, you and I today, we've got it better with Jesus. And in a minute, Solomon, mm, he's doing pretty good. Praise the Lord. Yeah, the whole country was doing good. 
Before we go any further, let's look at one more place. There was two in Matthew. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 where it lists a lot of people. Let's jump in here somewhere. We'll find it. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Who else? Moses. Who else? Let's see some people. You should see Solomon here in a minute. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the other prophets, you know. Uh, actually, I don't think it's going to mention Samuel. I mean, Solomon. It didn't. Okay. I was, I, saw, I was thinking the S was Sam, Samson. But anyway, nonetheless. All right, here we go. So let's go back over here where we left off. His Second Chronicles. And uh, it's going to be chapter 7. Uh, actually, I want to go 1. But anyway, uh, before we finish uh, chapter 7, I want us to look something in, in chapter 6. The temple had just been dedicated. It took him 20 years or 12 years. It's a list. I don't forget. Anyway, they had a big day. They moved the ark in there, and they had this podium, and Solomon prayed. It wasn't like, well, i got other people pray for me. I don't have time to. Boy, you better take time to pray. Yes, we do pray. Praise the Lord. You don't hire that out. You do it yourself. Okay, anyway, he actually said, Lord, uh, when, uh, when people are praying, answer their prayers. And the Lord's, uh, and anyway, so that's what happened here. And the last thing he says in the sixth chapter, Oh, Lord, do not ignore me. Do not turn your face away from me. You're anointed one. Oh, remember your love for David and your kindness to him. See, we've got that too. Now, remember, the markers are there to help us get there quickly. Like, thank God I didn't have to go. You think we're there? <laughs> we know to go to the book of Chronicles. Second Chronicles at that. So let's go to the next verse, which is chapter 7. Look what happened. Th- th- that very instant, look at this. As Solomon, see the history? So he still, he just prayed. He was like this. And all these people, it was, uh, all of Israel showed up. As Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven. Now, I don't have a problem with that, or you have a problem with the resurrection. I mean, all of the Bible is miraculous. And it's just the way it goes. Which should tell you that your problems are so great, no matter what they are, you should expect a miracle to get out. You don't have to figure it out. I know if I talk to so-and-so and if I get enough people, I'll do a FundMe account on, on, <laughs> on Facebook. You don't need that. Just ask Jesus. The money will show up, praise the Lord. Anyway, as he finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven, burned up the sacrifices. I'm telling you. Now, remember, uh, 500 years ago, the whole mountain was on fire when they came out of Egypt. And everybody was trembling. Even Moses was. It was it. They shook with fear. Anyway, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. That just means all this shiny stuff. It went, ah, it's such a pretty church. It was glowing. Look at that. So the priest couldn't enter. Ah, but the priests, they engineered all this theatrics. No, they didn't either. I love it. I love the Bible. I love it, the fact that Jesus healed a guy. And everybody that reads it go, that can't be. Even doctors and medical people, they have to deal with that. Well, it probably didn't happen. He probably had spinal abifida, whatever. And he just turned the right way. No, he didn't. He had been lame from birth or whatever. The guy at the temple was and the one that was paralyzed. Something happened. Yes, Jesus is trying to tell us about himself. Here's what goes. All the people had been watching and now they fell flat on the pavement and worshiped. Look at that. And thank the Lord. It blew them away. Look at this. How good he is, they exclaimed. He's always so loving and kind. Now, if that's not your theme every day, you need to question what you're hearing in your ear. You know, I have to deal with that. Why would the Lord love me today? I mean, I haven't been the best Christian, whatever. All these excuses. 
Look, everybody's blown it. How good he is, they exclaimed. Okay, then the king and all the people dedicated the temple by sacrificing burnt offerings to the Lord. I guess so. We got a special guest with us today. <laughs> Boy, they, look what they did. King Solomon's contribution for this purpose was 22,000 oxen. 120,000 sheep. Now, don't forget, he gave the dimensions of that altar. It was big enough to keep it going. Hey, we need a few more oxen. <laughs> keep them coming. Boy, they kept them coming. The priests were standing at the post of duty, and the Levites were playing their Thanksgiving song. His loving kindness is forever. Now, you know, I will stop a second. When I was in, I was 11th grade. Yeah. I went to a thing called Outreach here in Huntsville. And I heard the hokiest song, but I liked it. Thy loving kindness is better than life. I played that song for 50 years. Well, no, I couldn't have 59. So 40 years. Okay, 40 years. Probably 41. Okay. And it's been, and it's just one of those that gets lodged in your thinking. And you think, wait a minute, you know, that's, why did they write that? Of course, you can find where that, that's in the book of Psalms. Anyway, it's like, oh, it's 48. Okay, anyway, uh, using the, the musical instruments King David himself had made and used to praise the Lord. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm just making a note of it. How did David have the ingenuity to build those uh, instruments, you know? Well, he did. Anyway, then the priests blew the trumpets and all the people stood again. So it's not like, well, three days later. No, they were, remember, they were face down. They blew the trumpets. They stood up, whatever. Anyway, Solomon consecrated the inner court of the temple for use that day. Look at this, as a place of sacrifice, because there were too many sacrifices for the bronze altar to accommodate. Even though it was pretty big, they didn't have enough, so they set up some temporary ones in there. For the next seven days, look at this, they had preachers tell them what dogs they were and condemn them all so they feel like they've been to church this morning because we were all preached to hell. I feel like I've been to church because the preacher warned me. They celebrated the Tabernacle Festival. Large crowds coming from all over Israel. This is basically the size of, I think it's roughly Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, whatever. It may be a little smaller than that, all of Israel at that time. Okay. Uh, they arrived as far as Hamath from one end of the country to the brook of Egypt. Wow. At the other end. A final religious service was held on the eighth day. Then on October 7th, oh please, all these dates, it never happened. The guy's drunk who wrote this. He was not. Then on October 7th, he sent the people home, joyful and happy, because the Lord had been so good to David and Solomon and to his people Israel. Now remember, if you're not happy this morning, you need to be doing that. You're asking the Lord's help. Those of us that have been parents, do you like it when your little kid is, uh, oh, you know, not happy and having a fit or whatever, just miserable all the time? Or do you like it when they're full of joy? You can figure that out, right? It means something to you when your children, little kids, are, are just happy, happy, happy. Okay. <clears throat> so which way do you think the Lord likes it? He wants us happy. Now look at this. One night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and told him, I have heard your prayer. So this must have happened within the next few days. And I have chosen this temple as the place where I want you to sacrifice to me. Now look what he says. If I shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, nothing you can do about the weather, guess what? That's fake news. The Bible is full of weather prayers. Well, it might be the Lord's will. After all, the insurance company called it an act of God. Look, get you an act of God and make that tornado jump your house. 
stand out there and say, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to destroy my cars. Well, hailstorm, just, I bought a brand new car. You know, Dustin's got a brand new car. And, you know, that's just like the Lord, you know. Hailstorm the next day, and now it looks like Dustin knows better. If he heard the report it's coming, I guarantee he's not going to try to hightail his car somewhere. He's going to get out there and say, in the name of Jesus, stop. You know, anyway, here we go. So he says, if, I, uh, if there's no rain, or if I command the locusts to swarm and eat up all your crops, and if I send an epidemic among you, then if my people, where have you heard this before? You have, hadn't you? Humble themselves and pray, search for me and turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Yeah, there you go. I said famous verse, if my people, which are called by my name. Most of the time, people, all they've heard is that verse. They didn't know the story behind it. They didn't know all the massive, thy, you know, thy loving kindness and the whole story behind it. Okay, look at this. Look at this. Look what he says in 15. To me, I tell you what, that one's the one that needed to have more emphasis on than if my people. I will listen wide awake to every prayer made in this place. Oh, I just don't think the Lord hears my prayers. That's called unbelief. Because he heard you say that too. He heard Thomas say, I'm not going to believe unless I see the nail prints in his hands and I, and I see that big old hole in his side. I'm not going to believe. When all of a sudden Jesus showed up in the room and he says, hey, put your hand here. Be not faithless. And also stick your hand in my side. All right, I've chosen the temple and sanctified it to be my home forever. And my eyes and heart shall always be there. As for yourself, if you'll follow me as your father did, and we've got so much details on how David did, then I will see to it that you and your descendants will always be kings over Israel. Wow. But if you don't follow me, and some of them didn't, if you refuse the laws I've given you, there it is, and worship other gods. Yeah, but I just get a kick out of that horoscope. I get a kick out of them tea leaves. And I know somebody who's really, really smart. Now, they're not a Christian, but boy, they're just so smart. I'm going to ask them what to do. And the whole time, you know, they believe in whatever. They just certainly don't believe in God. Then I will destroy my people from this land of mine that I've given them. And this temple shall be destroyed, even though I've sanctified it for myself. Instead, I'll make it a public horror and a disgrace. Instead of it being famous, all who pass by will be incredulous. And that's exactly what he did. Nebuchadnezzar tore it to pieces. And Nebuchadnezzar said, well, his general Nebuchadnezzar said, Hey, you know why this place went to pot? <laughs> Jeremiah said, yeah, well, everybody's worshiping idols. <laughs> Why is the Lord, and that's, here it is, why has the Lord done such a terrible thing to this land and his temple, they will ask. And the answer will be, they sassed their mama. They had a cigarette. No. And the answer will be because the people, they abandoned the Lord of their fathers. The God who brought them, well, there's that fake story. No, it was real. Brought them out of Egypt and they worshiped other gods instead. Now, help me with the Ten Commandments. Let's see. The first one, I think, is remember the Sabbath, right? And what's the next one? Uh, thou shalt have, what is it? Ah, no, it's no something. No other gods before me. And the Lord said, this is the law, buddy. If you, I mean, how would you like it if your kids came? Yeah, mom and daddy, I, I, no offense, but my best friend, I like their mom and dad better. I'm moving out. I'm, oh, really? What would you say? Really? Well, there's the door. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. See how that works out when it's time to go to college and you need a car. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. It's no different. We're made in His image. We have those feelings. 
You wouldn't like that. Yeah, but I can do without you, Mom and Daddy. Oh, really? Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, that's why all this was done to them. Well, no, it's the Lord's will. Well, yeah, it's the Lord's will because that's what he told you. You abandoned me, I'll abandon you. Look at this. It was now 20 years since Solomon had become king. And the great building projects of the Lord's temple and his own royal palace were completed. He now turned his energies. This is chapter 8, verse 2. He turned his energies to rebuilding the cities that King Haram of Tyre had given him and relocated some of the people of Israel to them. It was at this time, too, that Solomon fought against the city of Hamath, Zobah, and conquered it. He built uh, Tadmor in the desert and built cities in Hamath. Now, this doesn't go on long. This is like two more chapters, and that's the end of Solomon. So watch this. He fortified the cities upon Beth Horon and Lower Beth Horon, being both supply centers. Why weren't they poverty centers? Poverty centers? Are you kidding? Building their walls instead of installing barred gates. He also built Balath and other supply centers at this time. He constructed cities where his chariots and horses were kept. He don't need but one horse. No, this is not a one-horse town. (laughs) He built to his heart's desire in Jerusalem and Lebanon and throughout the entire realm. Don't you remember that scripture where we found out that everybody had their own house, they had their own garden? Man, everybody's doing great. Look at this. He began, oh no, I'm not going to read the Bible anymore. Oh no. Hey, God said he was going to throw out these people in this land. They They were worshiping the devil and throwing their kids to the fire. And God said, to, he, he told Abraham, these guys are going to be your servants. So quit listening to the black people in America being slaves and whatever, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Lincoln and all the, you're going to clutter your life completely up. The Bible says that you and I are slaves to the Lord. One day he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Anyway. So he constricted the labor from Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The descendants of those nations, the Israelis, had not completely wiped out. However, he didn't make slaves of the Israeli citizens. Woohoo! That's you and I. But used them for soldiers, officers, charioteers, and cavalrymen. Also, 250 of them were government officials who administered in the public affairs. Until they got corrupt. Just like everybody. It could happen to anybody. Anyway, you've got to clean it up if that's what happens. Solomon now moved his wife. Look at this. Now, that's just one of them. He had a thousand. He moved her from the city of David, sector of Jerusalem, to the new palace he built for her. For he said, she must not live in King David's palace, for the ark of the Lord was there in its holy ground. What does that tell you about Solomon? He has reverence to the Lord. Okay. Wonder what that woman was up to. Well, they led him into idolatry later, so they had, he actually built them temples for their stupid gods. That's what nosedived Solomon later. Solomon's sacrificed burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar he had built in front of the porch of the temple. Hmm. He didn't say, I want the people to. This is what he did. The number of sacrifices differed from day to day in accordance with the instructions Moses had given. There were extra sacrifices on the Sabbath, the new moon festivals, and, the, and at the three annual festivals. The, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, okay. The Passover celebration. I just want to remind you, remember, there was always a sacrifice. Well, who sinned? Well, don't worry. We were all covered with what Adam did. The the Passover celebration, these are the the three feasts, okay? The Festival of Weeks and Festival of Tabernacles. In assigning the priests to their post of duty, he followed the organizational chart prepared by his father, David. Now, how did David know all that stuff? He read the book like you and I do. Stick with your Bible. Uh, It's so simple. It is so simple. 
And I get off course so fast when I stop paying attention to the Bible. You know, it's not, well, uh, it's what people do. Oh, I, I know how to live right. <laughs> it's not a matter of knowing how to live right. You just keep reading the Bible. Keep, keep your focus on the Lord. Okay. I've read the Bible. I bet you didn't get half of it when you read it. Because I had to get it in southern language for me to get it. Yeah. King James, woo. I mean, I, I think I get it because it's certain words you think, you know, and, but you still don't get it. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, look at this. He also assigned the Levites to their work of praise and helping the priest in each daily duties. He also assigned the gatekeepers to their gates. Solomon did not deviate in any way from Dave, his dad's instructions concerning these matters concerning the, and concerning the treasury personnel. <coughs> Thus Solomon, look at that, he was successful. He successfully completed the construction of the temple. Wow. How do you have success? He just laid it out right there. Pretty easy. We're done with this chapter. Watch this. One more, and that's what we want to cover. Then he went to the seaports of El Zibergeber and Elon and Edom uh, to launch a fleet presented to him by King Haram. These ships with King Haram's experienced crews working alongside with Solomon's men went to Ophir and brought back to him several... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's normal. Look what it says. Several million dollars worth of gold on each trip. How's your market going in your life? I don't believe in prosperity. Man, make up your own religion then. Here we go. Jesus referenced this, so he must have known the other. Here we go. When the queen of Sheba, who we'll see on judgment day, point her finger <laughs> to all those who said, Jesus is worthless. She's going to say, are you out of your mind? She heard of Solomon's fabled wisdom. She came to Jerusalem to test him with hard questions. A very great retinue of aides and servants accompanied her, including camel loads of spices and golds and jewels. And you wonder if the Lord will bless you with a little bling. Oh, man. He'll load you up. Anyway, Solomon answered all her problems. Look at that. Now, remember, that was Jesus that did that because he got that wisdom from the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us in James chapter 1, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally. And upbraideth not. He even says, he even goes on to say, you know, where upbraideth not means say, well, I'll give it to you, but I want you to treat your mama better, okay? Promise? No. He said he won't do that. He'll give it to you. Say, well, that doesn't seem good for the Lord. Yeah, it does. It does. You're going to owe him. How did you get so smart and get over that? The Lord did. Yeah, the Lord's got you, hadn't he? He's got you. He's been good to you. So what are you going to do at the end of your life? I'm going to thank the Lord. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Anyway, nothing was hidden from him. Look at that. He could explain everything to her. See what we get out of this? Lord, I'm tripping over something so bad, but you know what? You know what the answer is, and I'm not leaving until I get it. Help me, Lord, get the answer. Don't worry, you're going to get it. Uh, let's see. When she discovered how wise he really was and how breathtaking, look at this, the beauty in his palace and how wonderful the food on his table. Now, wait a minute. Sometimes eh, you got to take the bad with the good. Oh, baloney. Quit believing all those stupid little fairy tales. Got to take the bad with the good. Got a brand new car. Dustin's brand new car. It's great, but he read the paperwork. Says the warranty goes out in three days. Oh, baloney. It did not. He's got a full warranty on it. There's got to be something bad here somewhere. No, there's not. I mean, I thought that when I bought my RV. I thought, got to be something wrong with this thing. How come I'm getting it for almost free? 
It must, when I drive it home, the walls will fall off or something. <laughs> no, it won't. Their shoes didn't wear out. The Israelites didn't. All right, when she discovered how wise he was, oh, we got that part. Okay, and how wonderful the food at his table, and how many, you know, that implies sometimes there's food that's not so wonderful, isn't it? So praise the Lord. Your food ought to be wonderful. And it is. How many servants, look at this, and his, how many servants and aides he had, and when she saw the spectacular uniforms and his stewards in full, I can't say that word. Was it regulate? Whatever it is. It's regalia. How do you say that? Well, anyway. And saw, the, huh? Regalia. And saw the size of the men in his bodyguard. <laughs> Doggone, you're a big old guy. <laughs> uh, you ain't got to worry about nothing, Solomon. You got big old, what's his name, Ben over there, watching over your shoulder all day long. Praise God. She exclaimed to the king, everything I heard about you in my country is true. I didn't believe it till I got here and saw it with my own eyes. Your wisdom is far greater than I could ever imagine. See why it's important to read your Bible. You could read this and have a trouble that's just bugging the stew out of you. And you read this and you go, praise God, I'm going to be all right. What a privilege these men of yours to stand here and listen to you talk. Look at it. Here it is. Blessed be the Lord your God. He must love Israel to give them a king like you. He wants them to be a great and strong nation forever. That's what the Queen of Sheba said. And Jesus said, she's going to be at Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> she gave the king a gift of over a million dollars in gold and great quantities of spices of incomparable quality and many, many jewels. King Harams and King Solomon's crew brought gold from Ophir and also sandalwood and jewels. The king also used the sandalwood to terrace the steps of the temple and the palace to construct the harps. They're going a little bit too far here. They could have given all this to the poor. Yeah, and the poor would have still had it. I mean, they'd been poor still. Look at this. Construct harps and lyres for the choir. Never before had there been such beauty, beautiful instruments in all the land of Judah. It's not the Lord's will for all this. Oh, pfft. consider the flowers. Laura put some flowers together in the back. They, they're going to die in a few days, but they're beautiful just temporarily. And Jesus said, they're here today and gone tomorrow. How much, will he, how much more will he clothe you? Anyway. So King Solomon, now King Solomon's going to give Queen Sheba gifts. I, can't, I don't know about that. Don't you imagine that? No, I don't know about that. I hear that. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if I'd be giving that money away. I, you know, you, you work hard for that money. When you understand where it comes from, you're not going to worry. And we all need to chill when it comes to retiring or whatever. Don't just pocket the Lord somewhere where he comes out and he's your financial help one day. He's your, if you lost it all today, I'm telling you, you should be as happy as a kid being happy. In other words, he's, he's got, all he wanted was that little paddle with a ball on it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Aren't you worried about your retirement? No, that's all you need to be is just happy in the Lord. The Lord will take care of you. Your government doesn't take care of you. Man, it's Jesus is going to take, anyway, Look at this. So here's what he did. He gave the queen of Sheba gifts of the same quality she brought him, plus everything else she asked for. Then she and her retina, or retina whatever it is, uh, returned to their own land. Solomon received a quarter of a billion dollars worth of gold each year from the kings of Arabia and many other lands that paid him annual tribute. In addition, there was a trade balance for the exports of his merchants. He used some of the gold to make 200 large shields, which later got stole when they started worshiping idols, each worth a hundred grand. 
and 300 smaller shields worth 50,000. Can you imagine that? Yeah, my bulletproof vest costs $100,000. Gee whiz. All right, the king placed these in the forest of Lebanon room in his palace. He made a huge, look at this, he made a huge, slow up, slow up. It might stop one day. Well, it did, but it's because he quit thanking the Lord. A huge ivory throne overlaid in pure gold. All them poor elephants. It had six gold steps and a footstool of gold and also gold armrest, each flanked by a gold lion. Now remember who was sitting next to him? His mama. Bathsheba. Probably in a little negligee, you know. <laughs> See, the churches hated Bathsheba. They, they, they know so much psychology and they don't even realize that she was sitting right beside him. And she, this is her son. She must have turned out very, very good. And she was. We all slip up and do things. Mercy. Anyway, so what happened? Let's back to this. Okay. It had six gold steps, a footstool of gold, and gold armrests, each flanked by gold lion. Wow. Gold lions had stood on each side of each. Oh, wow. There's a lion, lion, lion. <laughs> wow. Look at this. No other throne in all the world could be compared with it. Man. All of King Solomon's cups were solid gold, uh, as were the furnishings in the forest of the Lebanon room. Silver was too cheap to count for uh, much in those days. Remember, it was just outside on the road out there. Hey, you want a hunk of ster stainless, whatever, sterling silver? There it is. Every three years, look at this. The king sent his ships to Tarshish using sailors supplied by King Haram to bring back gold, silvery, ivory. Would you want an ape? Nah, they must have back then. Anyway, some apes and peacocks. So, King Solomon, which we just read about Jesus, because Jesus said he was great was richer and wiser than any other king in all the earth. Kings from every nation came to visit him and to hear the wisdom God had put into his heart. He brought them annual tribute of silver and gold, clothing, uh, armor, spices, horses, yeah, and mules. Wow, wow. In addition, Solomon had 4,000 stalls of horses, chariots, 1,200 cavalrymen stationed in the chariot cities as well in Jerusalem to protect the king. Now, remember why we know this. He had a historian. David had a historian. Anyways, keep reading. He ruled, we're going to stop right here. Watch this. He ruled over all the kings and kingdoms from the Euphrates River of the, to the land of the Philistines and as far away as the borders of Egypt. He made silver as plentiful in Jerusalem as stones in the road. Yeah. And cedar was used as though it were common sycamore. Horses were brought to him from Egypt and other countries. Man, brand new Mercedes Benz and all these things all the time. Wow. Look at that. I guess it's a fake. Well, wait a minute. We don't even have that book. Somebody else wrote a book. This is Chronicles we're reading from. The rest of Solomon's biography is written in the history of Nathan the prophet. He didn't have nothing to do. No, they always did this. And in the prophecy of Ahijah, the Shalonite, and also in the visions of Ido, three, look at this, concerning jo Three other volumes that say the same thing. So Solomon reigned in Jerusalem uh, over all of Israel for 40 years. Then he died and he was buried in Jerusalem and his son Rehoboam took over. And from here on, we'll start knocking these kings out of go real quick. Nebuchadnezzar's coming. <laughs> What's funny is they'll do good and then some of them will be like, right, we will worship whatever we want to. And man, they go straight down. 
but we're going to worship the Lord. Well, we have been. But I tell you, one thing we have to watch out for is since we always we worship the Lord, we kind of kick these things to the curb about, well, I don't need any. I don't, I don't want to make, I don't want to appear haughty. How can you look haughty if you had the biggest diamond ring on your finger? Does that make you condescending to people? No, it doesn't. So let the Lord bless you. Let the Lord put good clothes on you, good shoes, good everything. Let him make you the best in it. I mean, Dustin doesn't mind being the best strong. I tell people at work, he don't know. I said, I was the strongest guy in Huntsville. Probably Dustin ain't there, you know. <laughs> in his category or whatever. That's what I say, you know. And I know why. It's Jesus. He's helped me so much. Praise the Lord. You know, just flying and knowing he keeps me safe when I fly. Whatever. Remind me of other things. And I thought, Lord, you're the best friend I've ever had. You've taken care of me all my life. Just do the best friend. Best friend, you know. It's just, it, just, it just gets to you. And I'm like, yeah, this flying just just a minor thing. I appreciate you. And man, my flight was so smooth. It's like we were just floating. Well, we're floating there, but I'm just, just with no bumps or nothing. Because when we start hitting bumps, I go, Lord, smooth this thing out. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's bouncing a little bit. It didn't bounce. It was just smooth. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word. We just thank you, Lord, that we saw what happened to Solomon. Jesus endorsed it, said he was here, mentioned the Queen of Sheba. So, Lord, we just mention ourselves right now, Lord. If, so if we're hurting our bodies, we're not feeling good, heads hurting, visions bothered, skin problems, whatever, back trouble, whatever, Lord, you'll take care of that. Oh, my gosh. Lord, you healed everybody that came to you in the Bible. Praise the Lord. You'll take care of us. And Lord, same thing's true financially. Hallelujah. Look at all the wealth that was presented to Solomon. And you were behind all that, Lord. So take care of us financially. And if it's something else, it's not health, it's not it's not money, it's, oh my gosh, it's some other trouble. Well, we saw the Queen of Sheba got all her problems answered. So you'll solve all ours. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep a historical record too and tell others when they start to tell us that, well, I don't know about Jesus. We'll say, yeah, we do know about him. I'll tell you what he's done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.